Let's put our hands together once again unto the Lord. Hallelujah. From this ministration, we have an assurance that the Soma Hotel says, put your trust in me and I will do your heart's desire for you. There will be victory. He will congratulate us. We will not be putting our trust in him in vain. So long as we have that faith and believe that he will do it, he will do it for us. Hallelujah. That is why tonight, even as we look at this topic, Jesus, as the head of the home, I believe it's all because if we can trust him, then we can entrust our home to him to be the head and manage for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight our senior pastor and associates are not here. They are on some other engagements and we pray for them as well. Hallelujah. Let's have a word of prayer. So Lord, we thank you for this evening. We bless and we honor you for this time to be in your presence. A time to hear your word. A time to hear you speak to us. Especially concerning your beloved son, Jesus Christ. Whom tonight we are looking at. He as the head of our homes. The one who presides. The one who leads. The one who directs. Completely in charge of our homes. Father, tonight as we go through this teaching, we pray that even as we go through your word, you yourself will minister to us. Your word will speak to our hearts. And as we live here, we will not live here the same. We would have been enriched because your word would have ministered to us. Lord, we thank you for tonight. And may your name be praised in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So tonight we are looking at a topic. Jesus, the head of the home. Jesus, the head of the home. I don't know about you, but some, when some of us were growing up, you know, the radiograms that our fathers had, maybe Auntie Nora will remember. The radiogram in our father's home, so in the living room, was as big as this piano or organ. And then in front of it, sometimes you can have a writing, the unseen guests in the house. But tonight, I, want, I would like to believe that, even though in those we didn't understand it very much, Jesus Christ is not just an unseen guest. Hallelujah. Let's begin to see Jesus Christ as truly the head of the home and not an unseen guest whom if we like then we defer to him. 
If it pleases us, then we consult him. Let's allow Jesus Christ to be truly the head of the home. And I believe that if we allow Christ to be the head of the home, then even just as our sister has sung, and we put our trust in him, that this head is really a head, I believe it shall be well with us. Hallelujah. Is it because we have a head? Who is still the same? He will never change. Whether it's yesterday, today, or tomorrow, he is still the same. Hallelujah. And such a head, when you put your trust in him, when you allow him to rule in that home, you can be sure that things shall be well for you. And that home shall be a home that is truly a home. And it's not just a place where we are just living. And therefore tonight, my prayer is that Christ will be somebody that will see us having a commanding role in our homes and not just an unseen guest. Hallelujah. So in fact, in Colossians chapter 1 verse 18, Colossians chapter 1 verse 18, it says, He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. And here the emphasis is on preeminence. We're looking at Christ as the head of our home, and we are saying that this head, he is the first, the preeminence. We recognize him. Above him, there is no one else. He rules in our homes. He initiates decisions. He initiates policies. He directs. He entrusts. That is the one we are talking about. And that is the role we are talking about for our Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Is Christ really the head of your home? Have you given him the preeminence? Have you given him the right seat? Have we given him the right place in our homes? That is what we want to look at this evening. And I dare say that this fact that Christ is the head of the home is you cannot negotiate it. It is something that he has as a right. For if nothing at all, the righteousness in which we stand is because of him. And we cannot have that righteousness in him and we will not allow him to be the head of our home. That is why tonight I believe that it is just appropriate and it is right for all of us to allow Christ indeed to be the head of our homes. Hallelujah. And as we go through this, if Christ is indeed the one who has the preeminence in our homes, then I'm posing the question, in the decisions that we take day after day, is it the decision that we are taking 
because we heard from the Lord? Or is it a decision that because, well, in our own minds, as we will say, I have worked and I have earned my salary and I have decided to do this with the money. Or we truly will go back and acknowledge that even the work that we are doing, the vocation, the profession in which you find yourself, you must come to the point where you believe that this work that I'm doing is by the grace of God. And if truly it is by the grace of God, even how you spend the income that has come out of it, has it got approval of the head of the home? And here, if indeed Christ is the head of the home, we ask ourselves, has he got his approval? And even how we spend the money. The decisions that we take, where even we live, did we get the approval of Christ before we even move in there? The things that we buy, did we have the approval of Christ? The things that we do, did we have the approval of, if indeed, Christ is the head of the home. Then, brethren, let's acknowledge Christ as such. That he is the preeminence in our homes. But he is not just someone who is an unseen guest. Then as and when it pleases us, then we call on his name. In that way, then he is not truly the head of the home. Amen. But if Christ is truly the one that in all things... He might have the preeminence. Then what we are saying is that every step that we take in that home, we must have heard Christ speak to us. If that has not been done, and we begin to do things on our own, then it's like, as the priest is saying, Oh, yes, in Papenin. Yes, you know, not that if you know, but we take the decisions then he is not the head of that home. If truly Christ is the head of that home, then let's begin to see the manifestations. We allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to actually rule in our homes. Not just the fact that his name is there, that he is the head. And the first point that I would like to acknowledge is that if indeed Christ is the head of the home, then the first point I like to establish is that the life of Christ must be led in that home. The life of Christ must be led in that home. And in a typical home, it's like people these days are used to even just telling lies in the home and we think it's acceptable dishonest practices and we think it's acceptable deception, deceit and we think it's acceptable truly in the home that Christ is the head I'm not sure you will countenance any of these things so where Christ is the head of that home the life of Christ must be seen the life of Christ must be manifest the life of Christ must govern our homes. It should not be a home which we have replaced with our own rules. It should be a home 
where the life of Christ is seen in all of us who belong to that home. In such a home where Christ is the head, what we need to do is our lives to be such that we are poor in spirit. We are not instead of being proud in spirit. It is a home that we are meek and that we are not crafty and cunning. It is a home that we are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. That is the home where we allow Christ to be the head of that home. Hallelujah. That is the home. That's when you enter and it runs through. Whether it is the father, the mother, the children, everybody lives the kingdom lifestyle of Christ. Because we cannot say that Christ is the head of that home and then we are living anyhow. That certainly is not a home. That Christ is living, that Christ is the, is the head. So like I've said, if truly we want Christ to be the head of that home, then he is governing us and his lifestyle that he has is the life that we'll live even in that home. Amen? And then what are the values of Christ? What are the values of Christ? What are the things that Christ will cherish? In Hebrews, we are told that He loved righteousness. He loved holiness. That is the kind of values Christ cherished. If those values are not cherished in that home, then what you are saying is that honestly, it is not a home that we can say that Christ is the head. You know, typically, in, in, in some of the Akan areas, I'm sure when you go there and Akan, they ask you, if you have have you heard it before? And tonight, if somebody asks you, if you and you are saying that Christ is the head of that home, where is Christ in that home? Because when they ask you, say, if you in the typical Akan setting, he not fi naufi. Maybe ah, and I understand It means they expect a certain behavior. They expect a certain standard of conduct in that home. So, if we are saying that Christ is the head of that home, then we too, where is the Christ to show that indeed the house that we are coming from? It is a house that Christ owns in that home. It is a house that Christ is the one who rules. It is a house that the law of Christ reigns in that home. Otherwise, if somebody asks you, if we say that we display publicly in our home that Christ is the one who rules, but then when somebody comes into that home and Christ, the life of Christ, cannot be seen in that home, then we are deceiving ourselves. So tonight, if we are saying that Christ is the head of that home, I'm asking you and I, if you are coming from the house where Christ is the head, 
then let us see it in our conduct. Amen? Because if Christ is not seen in our conduct, then Christ, we are not coming from the Christ, the home that Christ lives in, and where Christ is the the head. Hallelujah. So the kingdom lifestyle should reflect in every home that Christ is the head. If that can be shown, then we can say that truly Christ is the head of that home. The second point I would like to raise concerns the image we carry in that home. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even us by the Spirit of the Lord. It's our expectation that our image will be transformed into the image of our Lord Jesus Christ when all is said and done. That is the end point. But what do we see in many homes today? We are trying to create a certain image which is outside Christ. We want the world to see our homes in a certain image, in a certain light. An image that is not of God. An image where people in the world will see us and think that we belong to a certain class, a certain image, a certain worldly image. And then even sometimes we think that if we don't have that image, and then we are If you don't have that image, then you are behind. So people are even forcing and struggling to carry a certain image of themselves. But beloved, we are expected to be in a certain image. And that is the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. And truly, if you are not ashamed of our Lord Jesus Christ, then why would you want to run from such an image? And rather want to find yourself and create a certain image that is not of God. An image that is not of Christ. So that people will think that you too you are something. But that something that you want to be is certainly not enduring. That something that you want to be is not profitable in the sight of God. Tonight, what Christ says wants all of us to be is to conform to his image. If you try to conform to a certain image other than the image of Christ, then, beloved, I don't think you're on the right track. You certainly, then, you are mixing the target. You are missing, you're on the wrong path. Therefore, tonight, I want to encourage you and to advise you that the image of Christ is not something that you must be ashamed of anyway. It is an image that we should be happy to be identified with. But that is not what we are doing. We are forcing ourselves to create a certain image of ourselves 
to create a certain personality, to create something. And for most people, even as they are trying to create those images, people even have to find a way of creating that image. It's like a fake representation of yourself. Some even don't have the money to do it, but they are forcing to have a certain money to create a certain image. Why worry yourself? Indeed, I think you worry yourself. Because the image of Christ is not an image that anybody should be ashamed of. And for which reason you would want to create a certain image of yourself. Hallelujah. Is it the image of Christ an image to be ashamed of? Certainly no. In my view, certainly no. And you and I ought to be proud of the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. So why do you force yourself to be what you are not? Why do you force yourself to be something you are not? And that is why I believe some of us have a lot of frustrations in life. There are a lot of frustrations because we are forcing to become what we ought not to be. And in the end, there is so much frustration, disappointment, and we don't see our way forward. But brethren, the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. God himself created us in his own image. Why do you want to force ourselves and create a certain image that is not of God? We need to change our mind. Amen. And as we do this, people are therefore forcing to create that image and create a certain name. But those things don't last. I want to assure you tonight that if you want to have an image that will last, and for which image shall be everlasting, it is the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Isaiah chapter 66, verse 21 and 22. Isaiah chapter 66, verse 21 and 22. He says, And I, and I will also take of them for priests and for Levites, saith the Lord. And listen to the verse 22. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain forever. Apart from this, if you don't like this, God is giving us an assurance. If only I can remain in him, if you can remain in him, he says, your seed and your name shall remain. Today, what many of us are trying to create, it does not last a generation. And then everybody forgets about you. But in Christ, your name and your seed shall remain. The image of Christ, if you are not ashamed of it, if you hold on to it, your seed and your name shall remain. That is why I would like to challenge you and I. What has been offered to us, what Christ has bestowed to us, is something we should be proud of. And if we hold on to it, 
when we live and our children's children, this seed of Christ remains in them, your name shall remain. But if we don't do that, and we try to copy some images that are not enduring, after you have left this earth, nobody will remember you. You will die with that name. That seed shall not get anywhere. But the image of our Lord Jesus Christ will live on. And that seed can pass on to generations after generations till Christ shall come. Hallelujah. And that is why tonight I like to challenge all of us that the seed, the image of Christ in which we are formed, is something we should stick to. And hold on to it and not try to create any image. Look at the example of Lot. What do we see in his encounter with Abraham? He saw something afar and said, I will rush for it. So there he went and had a seat. But brethren, when the time came for the angels to get them out, we all know the story. If I let's quickly look at Genesis chapter 19, verses 12 to 14. Genesis 19, 12 to 14. And the men said unto Lot, you see, that's why most of us too, we push our children, our family members into certain things because we want to create a certain image. We want to create a certain structure. When the time comes and you want to get them out, then they would have taken seed in where you send them. And it becomes difficult for them to come out. And that is what happened to Lot. So he said, And the man said to Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever that thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place. Verse 13. For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing strong before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. And listen to the verse 14. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked Unto his sons in law. Can you imagine this? He sent them out there. And when the time came, they decided, it got to a point where they mocked Lot. When the time for deliverance came, when the time came for them to deliver, because of what Lot has sent them earlier on, they couldn't come out of it. And we know the end of the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that is what many of us are doing today. We are pushing our members in our family homes into things that when they get into them, it becomes difficult for you to get them out. And that is what happened to the sons-in-law of Lot. And they perished in that situation. Brethren, the Lord Jesus Christ that we have, there is nothing that can be compared unto him. 
Let's stay with him. And our sons-in-law and our generations shall remain, as we read in Isaiah 66, verse 14. Hallelujah. Again, in our homes, the third point. In our homes, what do we see? We like decorations in our homes. But tonight, I'd like to assure you, the best decoration you can have in your home is fixing on your, on your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the best decoration. Where you see Christ, the thoughts of Christ, as you meditate on Christ, what comes through your mind? Those are the best decorations you can have in your home. In Songs of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 13. And here I'm talking about decoration, and I'm sure we all like decorations in our homes. But I'm saying the best decoration you can have in your home is fixing your eyes on our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, a bundle of mirror is my well beloved unto him. He shall lie all night between my breasts. But the emphasis is on the bundle. Let's keep to the verse 13. The bundle of mirror. So what are we talking about? A peerless beauty. And it's not just a piece, but a bundle of peerless beauty of Christ. In your heart. Enthroned in your heart. There is no artifact. There is no painting. That can be compared. To a bundle of mirror of Christ. In your heart. Hallelujah. But that is what we crave. And spend money on. In Songs of Solomon. Chapter. 2 verse 1. Songs of Solomon 2. He says. I am the rose of lily. Again, we spend money on perfumes. This rose of Sharon is an everlasting perfume. The perfumes that we use, I believe we put some on ourselves every morning. But when Christ is enthroned, this rose of Sharon, of Christ, is an everlasting one. What decoration can be compared to this? But because of lack of knowledge, we are investing in things. And then he talks about the lily of valleys. And that deals with spotless purity in Christ. Hallelujah. So again, with these alone, what am I talking about? I'm talking about certain things that we should enthrone in our hearts. As we enthrone these things in our hearts, we shall not worry ourselves so much about the creations. You know, sometimes when people come around, they said, oh, when I went to Pastor Ben Pons house, the house looked so empty. So they wouldn't see much things. It's because my house is not a showroom. You understand? God, we are fixing our eyes on Christ. If there is the rose of Sharon, if there is the lily of valley that you are fixing your what what decoration piece can be compared to Christ in your heart? But what do we do? There are so many things we have gathered in our rooms that sometimes even where to put your leg, I ask him. You understand? Misplaced priorities. 
If Christ is the head of your home, begin to rethink. Begin to rethink. There's a lasting perfume in Christ. Peerless beauty in Christ. Rose of lily. If your house is simple, so what? So long as Christ is the head of that home. And you can gaze on the beauty of Christ. And you have fulfillment. And you have peace. You sleep and you sleep well. Hallelujah. But our decorations and things that we are thinking about. We are focusing so much on things. Instead of the life of Christ to be enthroned in your house. And the things that we invest in. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18. It says the things that while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things that are not seen. You see, we are not looking at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen, they are what? Temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And some of these decorations, you end up changing them when its season passes. A lie. Because you think that eternal will come. And so you have to change it. But the things that are not seen, that are Christ enthroned in your heart, perpetually, they are there. And it gives you much fulfillment. Hallelujah. And because of this, what happens? We are struggling to just accumulate things and accumulate things. The third point I would like us to look at concerning Christ being the head of the home is that we are in a world where in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, it says we are not fighting flesh and blood. And what are we fighting here? Let's look at the NLT. Let's look at the NLT. It says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Brethren, if we are fighting against an unseen world, who is better placed to help you fight this battle? It is our Lord Jesus Christ. It is our Lord Jesus Christ. Because in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, the word of God says that, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So what am I talking about? In most homes, there are a lot of challenges. The devil is on attack, destroying people's personal lives, destroying, attacking their progress, attacking marriages, attacking children. But that battle, if Christ is truly the head of that home, that battle you shall win. If only we allow Christ to be the head of that home, 
Because he is the only one who has made a public show of all those principalities. And like we have said, we read in Ephesians 6.12, we are dealing with an unseen power. That unseen power, you alone. In fact, you cannot even see it, let alone to fight it. But if Christ is the head of that home, you will walk victoriously. And that is why tonight, as we are treating Christ the head of the home, beloved, let's allow our Lord Jesus Christ to be truly the head of our homes and surrender everything unto him. Then he will fight the battles for us. Because the battles will come anyway. The battles will come anyway. But in the home where Christ is the head, when the battle comes, we shall prevail. Hallelujah. Because in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 19, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 19, he says, And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, says the Lord, to deliver thee. Would you like to put your hands together unto the Almighty God? <clears throat> Brethren, if only we acknowledge what we have in Christ, because many people are struggling, people's promotions, elevations, Progress, what you rather see is stagnation, fights and battles, some of them in marriages, because the devil is on the loose on homes. Children are being attacked, but if only we'll allow Christ to take over, like we sang, which I made victorious. Because his word says, and the, as for the fighting, they will come. In fact, somebody said, the devil has been thrown down on this earth and we are living here with them. We cannot sack them right now. So they are here. But what you and I know is that they will fight, but they will not prevail. Because Christ is the one who fights our battles for us. That is why tonight I'm challenging all of us as we sang if truly we say we've put our trust in Christ, why should you be afraid of the evil one? If truly we have surrendered our home to Christ, we should walk victoriously. We should walk victoriously because Christ, who is the head of our home, will fight the battles for us. The problem with some of us is that we are in between. We don't know where we truly belong. There's a lukewarm attitude. But let's fully surrender our homes to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll send the finger of the Lord fighting for us. Hallelujah. And as you want Christ to fight for you in your home, which means then our homes should be a place where it's also inviting for Christ to come. Have we made our homes a holy place for Christ 
and the heavenly angels to say that this is the home we would want to go. That is the challenge for you and I. If we want Christ to dwell and to take residence in our home, then our homes should be a home where holiness prevails. A home where righteousness prevails. In that homes, Christ will find it comforting and attracting coming. That home is a place where Christ will think that is the place I must come to. And so I'm challenging us tonight, if we truly want Christ to be the head of that home, let's make our home inviting. And not making our home inviting and pleasant with things, but with the life of Christ. When there is purity in our hearts, in the, the, whole, the hearts of every member of that home, it is inviting enough for Christ to come in. A home where it's full of love is a home where Christ will come in. A home where there is peace and harmony is a home where Christ will come. And that home, Christ will come in knowing that there is a pleasant place where I am welcome. But in a home where there are wrong emotions, in a home where we are fighting one another, I just can see Christ standing on the fringes saying, look at them. But that should not be our portion. Let's make our home a place where it's inviting for Christ and the angels to always be. I always ask myself, why was the Lord always visiting Abraham? Because the Lord found something in Abraham's home. Let our homes be like that for Christ to be visiting us. Hallelujah. Then in Psalm 34 verse 7, Psalm 34 verse 7. You see, the angel of the Lord will encamp round about them that fear him and deliver him. I've heard testimonies where people will tell you sometimes evil people will even send people to your home to go and come and do injurious and dangerous things. But they say when they get even to the gate, they sense the presence of the Lord in that home. If it is a home where the people fear the Lord, the devil dares to come in there. And he says, so the angel of the Lord would have encamped around that home. A home that fears the Lord. You have angels watching over you. And that home, the Lord will always deliver you. All we need to do is that every member of that home should fear the Lord. And if we fear the Lord, when we sleep, we will sleep because the Lord's angels will be there on guard. The angels shall be our companions. Because in that home, everybody fears the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, brethren, as we go through, don't you see it is a joy to have the Lord Jesus Christ as the head of your home. His presence is inviting enough to be there. Hallelujah. Then also the home, the next point, is that the home should be a place where I dare say we should prepare every member of that household to be a husband, a wife, a child for the marketplace. 
It should be a home. Whereas people go out of our homes, if indeed Christ is the head of that home, as every member, every, and I must say that every member who goes out is an ambassador of that home. As every member of that home goes out, let them know that he is coming from a home that Christ is the head. And that that father, that mother, that child really is a child full of the testimony of Christ. And if, as the child steps out in school, he's a different child. As the father and mother stepped out in the marketplace, they are different people. In so doing, in government, in politics, the situation will change. Because we would have had homes where Christ is the head. It should be a home where we can say that husband renders due benevolence to the wife and vice versa. It should be a home where the man can say that this woman, my wife, is the glory, my glory in that house. It should be a home where love and submission operates. It should be a home where we can all say that indeed Christ dwells here. Hallelujah. Then when it comes to our clothing, I'm sure in the homes we like clothing. But tonight I want to present you a different clothing. I'm sure you have a lot of material clothings. But in Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 to 9, there is a certain learning. I know most of us like learning. But I want to offer you a special learning in Christ. Hallelujah. So in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7, it says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife have made herself ready. Verse 8. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Hallelujah. So for all of us, in a home where Christ is the head, when it comes to our clothing, we are talking about a fine linen which is the righteousness of the saints. Hallelujah. I believe we've had enough of the other clothing. But tonight, set your eyes on this clothing, which is a fine linen, the righteousness of Christ. And that one, make sure it doesn't fade. So Ecclesiastes 9, 8 will tell you, let your garment be always white. This linen that Christ has given to us, which is a fine linen, we should be proud about such a learning. And let's make sure that this garment is always white. And then the ointment on our heads, we shall not lack. Hallelujah. Christ in the home. Then last but not the least, when Christ is the head of that home, I believe and I know that he will get us to our destination. Why am I saying so? In John chapter 18 verse 9, That the saying might be fulfilled, which he spake, of them which thou givest me, I have not lost any of them. If Christ is the head of that home, I can guarantee you there's a sure obligation that Christ will not lose any of us. 
And beloved, why are we here? We are here waiting for the last day when all of us will get to our destination. And that destination is in heaven. And if Christ is the head of that home, we are assured because he has said that what God has given to him, the people in that home that God has given to him, he will not lose any of them. He will present each one of us unto the Father in heaven. That is the head that we have of our homes. Tonight, with this head as our home, where is your worry? The only worry is we ourselves. We have failed to acknowledge Christ as the head of our homes. Like I've said, even in our clothing, what he has given us, we think is not enough. We are fighting with seamstresses to give a certain cut. I'm sure of Exmouth's cousins. But there's a finally not really prepared for you. In the decorations, the rose of Sharon, that perfume is everlasting. Don't worry about the perfumes on the shelf. Christ is an everlasting perfume. That peerless beauty, spotless purity, that is the decoration for your home, not the things. Enthrone the life of Christ in your heart. The image that we are fighting to create, that image is not enduring and everlasting. But the image of our Lord Jesus Christ is enduring and everlasting. That is the image that will take you into glory. Tonight, brethren, Christ has a lot to offer for us. If only the problem is us. Would we allow Christ to be the head of our homes? Or is just an unseen guest? As and when it pleases us, then we draw him close. Let him direct our face. Until and unless we have heard from him, don't move. And, and let's gaze all our eyes on Christ. In fact, Psalms of Solomon 5.16 says that everything about Christ is lovely. Let's look at our last scripture, Songs of Solomon chapter 5, verse 16. His mouth is most sweet, yea. He is altogether lovely. This is my beloved, and this is my friend. O daughters of Jerusalem, Christ our head is altogether lovely. There is a lot. Virtually everything about Christ is lovely. In fact, the only portion was when he was bruised. Apart from when he was bruised, everything else about Christ is lovely. Fix your eyes on him. Let the family fix its eyes on Christ. And I dare challenge you. If your trust is in him, and your trust, and you fix your eyes on Christ, and Christ is truly the head of that home. That home shall be a glorious home. There shall be peace in that home. That home shall be full of the aroma of Christ. That home, Christ dwells there. That home, when the people leave and they ask you, if you be in a few, and that will bring glory and honor unto our Lord. Tonight, would you like to reflect? On how precious Christ is to our lives.
to make Christ the head of our homes. Whether it's our decorations, whether it's our clothing, whether it's our perfume, there is no aroma that can be compared to the aroma of Christ. Whether it's our image, whether when it comes to battles, Christ alone. Because all about Him is lovely. Enthrone Christ in your homes. Enthrone Christ in your hearts. Beloved, if you have not seen the attraction of Christ on your life, tonight is another opportunity for us to go back and to gaze on Christ. He's altogether lovely. Everything about Him is lovely. So Lord God, tonight, reveal Yourself more unto us. Let us receive the understanding of who you are. For in you, we are complete. In fact, if we go chasing other things and don't allow you to take your residence and to preside in our homes, we are losing much. But from what we have heard tonight, my prayer tonight, O Lord God, is that we renew our minds in what we have. The Christ that we have, let us enthrone him in our homes, in our daily lives, in our hearts, and we will see his glory in our lives. Father, we thank you for each one of us, even for those in the family altars, those listening on the YouTube, those wherever they are listening. Father, touch each one of them, and let us begin to see your glory in our lives. Father, we thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.